Hey guys, this is Mo Sider from the Detroit Red Wings. You guys listen to Lockdown Red Wings. You're Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Locked On Red Wings podcast. Today is Thursday, uh, January 14th, 2021, and it has been 310 days since the Detroit Red Wings have last played a hockey game. Alas, the day is finally here. 310 days ago, the Red Wings lost 5-2 to the Carolina Hurricanes, and tonight, let's be real, they're probably going to lose 5-2 to the Carolina Hurricanes, (laughs) but we're going to be excited as hell to watch it and before we get to our burning questions episode because we are going to preview the season it was going to be six burning questions today six or well they're both getting posted today but it was going to be one six burning questions one with six bold predictions but guess what dylan larkin got named captain threw everything for a loop and now we're here to talk about the lack larkin captaincy and we have four burning questions uh on top of that i'm your host detroit sports writer nolan bianchi the other host of the show is a former kidney stone survivor and a longtime red wings fan his name is ethan smith ethan what's going on how's it going how much right i'm ready to see franz nielsen put up a hat trick tonight (laughs) i think we all are pal uh and to recap what's been a crazy day uh in red wings land with dylan larkin being named captain on the start of the nhl season we have with us Scott Bentley, uh, Twitter aficionado. Is that is that a good word to uh, <laughs> sure. doll hey, I'll, I'll uh, take the it. knowledgeable I'll take troll, time. Scott Bentley? How's it going, man? Welcome, welcome it's to the going, Lockdown man. It's podcast. going. It was a uh, uh, heck heck of a day, and I I could not be happier. And I uh, like I said, I, I I think this is truly a, a day you can look back and kind of point to and be like, that's kind of where things started looking up and that's that's the best part of all this man i was it was an emotional day emotional roller coaster of a day <laughs> i think it, the, like a lot of it too is like we obviously all knew that dylan Larkin was going to be named the captain and we knew this for a very long time mm-hmm. but i think it, it's kind of like when you have prospects that are in the system and you're like they're going to be really good but you don't have them over in the nhl yet and so you're just kind of like it, you don't have the same it's not peace of mind necessarily but like the same uh maybe peace of mind is a good word to to use but uh in in that sense like comfort or whatever you want to say it's just like good we have the captain named like it's out of the way like i'm excited for him to start being the captain absolutely yeah i think i the biggest thing for me is just um with how horrible this team has been like roster turnover is inevitable and i think that nailing down a a captain at at this young of an age is someone at a and not like there was really any risk of him getting moved regardless but like it guarantees right it solidifies just like this guy is going to be here for a while and like that with like I said just with how much roster turnover there is and 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 lord knows the 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 waivers (laughs) that have been going on the last last week like it's just it's just so nice to have, even if there really wasn't a worry anyway, just it's so nice to just have some, like you said, peace of mind is honestly, I think it's a great way to put it. Just like 
hey, no matter what happens for the next probably five plus years, this dude is guaranteed to be here. And that's that's more valuable than than a lot of things <laughs> that also could have happened right now. What do you got on the uh, the Larkin captaincy, Ethan? I was – I feel like it was uh, – I don't know if you guys watch Game of Thrones, but stay not. with me. Um, another analogy like, that I might understand. <laughs> I like sitcoms. I mean, Actually, it was, a lot of people listen to Game of Thrones. You can go ahead and use it. Okay. Um, I was going to anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like when they're about to go face like the Night King, and I was like, "All right, everybody's gonna die, um, but we know we're gonna beat them, and then the show's gonna go on from there." I feel like that is what Larkin's the weight of Captain's Larkin's, like the weight of Captain. What was I just saying there? <laughs> Don't even cut that. I want to, I, I need to listen <laughs> to that back later. That was like what Larkin's captaincy's weight was. It's like, finally, yeah. this is over and we can move yeah. on from this. And it was just like, I, and luckily nobody had to die, but I guess Svechnikov, but. <laughs> okay. uh, yeah, and, and it was just a great day. Like him, Jeff Blaschel, Steve Eisenman, Y'all had press conferences. Uh, Dylan Larkin threw on that nice uh, button-up shirt, that steel gray top button opened up. He was looking fresh as hell when he rolled up into the press conference. Mm -hmm. And uh, he really just crushed it from start to finish. My favorite quote of the day. And I just, I, I was like following along with the press conference on Twitter. I was tweeting out quotes as they happened. Then he, I, they were like, a lot of them were official. Then there was like, Larkin says, blah, blah, blah. But then the this one, I just put in quotes. And then underneath it, I said, this guy's unreal. He said, quote, well, he was asked about uh, kind of what makes a good captain and, and kind of what his philosophy is and being a leader and stuff like that. He goes, I always say to the kids, being a good teammate is going to take you way farther than being a great talent. Mm -hmm. Just bringing the kids into it. The guy's unreal. The guy, Emotional. it's all about the kids. This is what this day is about. It's about the children. It is. And I'm so about this. I'm just happy. Like, I'm happy that it's also like a Detroit kid too. Yeah. Like it's all of our dreams. Such a big deal. Like when I was, when I was growing up and being like the captain of the Red Wings, like that was me in like EA sports 2005. And this kid's That's just me in living EA sports 2021. <laughs> I'm like sending like pictures to people. I'm like, dude, look how sick I am. <laughs> like, whatever um had some nice comments about henrik zetterberg as well he was asked about it he said quote henrik was the ultimate captain to me he did everything the right way whatever was going on in the locker room he had his thumb on it i thought that was a nice quote and then he also says uh quote i hope one day people can respect me the way they respected henrik zetterberg just a just a very nice wholesome press conference is one of my big takeaways from it yeah i think the I don't know, like like the Larkin part was obviously incredible, and and I loved the Stevie part of it. Like I I I mean, who doesn't love Stevie? But like the the big there were so many great Iserman quotes too, and just like like people were asking him, you know, about about if and you know he's he's like a brick, right? He doesn't have emotions, but like they they <laughs> tried to brick talk Iserman, to right? Yeah, they're like you know trying to ask him about like, hey, was it a emotional thing when you handed it to you know when you told him and everything and and he covered all the bases and was like oh well we shook hands and I used to say it's and it's eyes room we were wearing masks and everything which I thought was funny but um yeah. 
the oh well that was a quote from larkin because they, they asked him about right what he got told and he said we were both smiling through our masks right yeah they, somebody, uh, somebody asked him about it he said he, he didn't want dylan to spend the first two weeks of his captaincy in quarantine so right. he's, <laughs> he goes I, 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 I did yeah. shake his hand but um you know, i used hand sanitizer right after that so hopefully the protocol police will uh accept that the protocol and he like and then he like cracked a smile i think steve Steve eiserman is just i think he might actually be the funniest human being oh he's hilarious like i i really do hilarious there's there's even humor like you don't even have to think about it too hard right like it's part of it is like oh it's steve he's so mysterious like you know deep down he's funny but like he shows it like very very frequently and it's just always subtle it's like a crack of a smile a very dry it's so dry very dry sarcastic humor and it's my favorite type of humor it's incredible especially from a person of like that much power right like yeah like he he like it's it's his way of like like maintaining the the whatever like the the aura of like seriousness while also like clearly making like really obvious jokes but like but still, <laughs> still like holding himself in like a serious manner it's the best it it kills me it kills me you know and one while we're on that topic uh i think one person who had a good good press conference today that was not actually involved in the uh being asked the questions art regner a lot of Red Wings fans, you know, you have your opinions on Art Regner. You feel the way you do about him. I thought he, he was hilarious today. He was. He, funny. he asked Dylan Larkin, he's like, hey, you know, you said that uh, you, you had the chance to talk with your family, but was there ever a moment where you're in the car and the window and you're just blasting music and you're like, yeah, I'm the captain, <laughs> you know, like screaming it. And then, which was, which was funny, like objectively. Uh, and then he asks, oh, somebody was like, during the Eisenman press conference, somebody's like, all right, we have our last question from uh, Brad Galley. And Brad Galley asked this question. Uh, and then Art's like, hi, Steve. Actually got one more. Uh, the better surprise that I can keep going, huh? And Steve's like, yeah, Art, very surprised. What do you got for me? <laughs> He's, it's, it's, I'm not sure in, in any Detroit media there, except for like maybe like Woj of 97.1, like anyone who you can so obviously tell it's him the second he speaks (laughs) yeah like you know what i mean like there's no like oh like who's this dude asking questions like just blatant like it oh there's art like it's i'm not there's more of a staple like that like a lot of people are trying to be like really professional i mean it's their job but i just feel like art's just having fun when he's doing it yeah and i like that that's like kind of that's the kind of shit and like reporting stuff that i appreciate because every single time art asks steve a, a question too like I've I've seen numerous press conferences. Where Steve will just like sit back and smile just for like a half a second when this guy's just droning on. I just love it. I love it. Uh, His no. questions are stories half the time. Mm-hmm. Like he just yeah. goes. <laughs> like he yeah. just goes and goes and goes. And you're like, yeah, man, for sure. Like it's a one-word answer, but he asked like he'd spent a minute and a half asking. It's incredible. Pat Caputo uh, asks questions like he's writing his story in real time and then takes pauses for people to put in the quotes. That's, that's another very <laughs> yes, distinct, agreed. uh, agreed. you, you know, it immediately when you hear his voice, hey, Can you Steve. give me a pack of Puto voice. No, hey, Steve, uh, you know, the, the Red Wings, they're not very good. And, <laughs> there you go. You got the <laughs> on that one. That's spot on. That's spot on. 
what else do you guys got from this this captaincy day this day that will live on from in, live on in infamy january 13th 2021 is the day that the red wings organization became whole again ethan we'll start with you i've got oh, who else would you guys have rather seen be the assistant captains if not for franz and uh glenny balls I think that Bertuzzi probably could have earned like Bertuzzi is a good captain. Like he, he has all the intangibles. He does the things that you want. Uh, like there were a lot of people who thought Bertuzzi could be a dark horse to get the actual C. Um, I was kind of surprised that they didn't give him an A. He was an all-star last year. He was healthy all season. He was really uh, next to Lark and one of the only mainstays of the roster, like night in and night out, a guy you could count on. And I was really surprised to see Franz Nielsen get the A. Like I was shocked, <laughs> frankly. I, uh, I, I also would have loved to see Bert get it. I, I think he, the reason that I, I was really advocating for him was because I think that he's a guy that um, you can, being able to put him on any line and knowing that it like, cause we all know like the blending of lines is so apparent, not only for all rebuilding teams, but specifically this one, like line blending is just huge right now um, because we're trying to figure it out. And like, that's fair. But like, I feel like Bert's a guy who, who is, he, I don't want this to sound like an insult, but like he plays to his line, right? Like he, mm. he will, he will put up. I know what you're saying. Right, yeah. he will put up the numbers that that whatever line he's playing on should put up, yeah. whether that's first or, or third. You know, he's gonna. That's what's gonna happen. So I just feel like that. Um, again, with how much line blending we're doing right now, I just feel like that that would have been, you know, a, a solid thing for like, hey, no matter where you're playing, the other two dudes running from. I don't know. I, I would have liked to see Bert get the A. Um, I. I'm not thrilled with really either choice, but uh, I'm just gonna take <laughs> I'm just gonna take Larkin getting at the C and run with it. Yeah, I'm I'm like very lukewarm. Like I'm right. just I'm completely skipping over the fact that Luke Lendenning got it. Like I have right. no yeah, I have zero comment on that. Bad or good, it's it's expected, but also unexpected at the same time. It is what it is. Um, yeah, that's I think that's where I sit with that. What about you, Scott? The one lasting memory of this day. Um, I think, well, honestly, one of them will be me like oozing with excitement. I pull the presser up and then the first 90 seconds are muted. Yeah. Like, like, I, I thought I was the only one. one. And I, sorry, I had to cut you off. I tweeted them. And I was like, Hey, we can't hear anything. <laughs> and then I went back to the page and it was working and I was, and I was felt like an idiot. I was like, Oh, I should have. No, no, you were right. It didn't work for anybody for like 90 ish seconds. It it was completely blank. And the reason that that just popped into my mind is because I'm pretty sure the Red Wings one minute ago actually just tweeted like the first 90 seconds to like, Hey, here's his first remarks as captain because nobody heard it. So like, that's (laughs) honestly, that's that like, like, covid season shortened year like he gets to see like that's honestly gonna like the zoom presser that's gonna be a big one honestly but yeah. but um i think i think the the i mean it was a heck of a day regardless like like the nba obviously and then then you know po- politics and just like a huge day like in general but i think the the, the biggest thing for me will be um right after 
I put up my ridiculous video of me yelling into a camera, the, the amount of people that, that were, were either were in my mentions or the Red Wings mentions that it, it was just, it was like we talked about before we went on air. No one can agree on anything, but like today was just like, like as, yeah. as somber as it sounds like a day of unity. You know what I mean? Like everybody was like, <laughs> hell yes. You know what I mean? Like, hell yeah. yeah. We finally, like, we have had nothing to cheer about for any of these four teams for literally half a decade. And now we fought, like, hometown kid, captain, like, like for just one day, we were just like, okay, like, we all Together agree this is pretty dope. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's, that's, that's probably what I'll take away. It's just the, the, it was one of the very few things I've seen in the last couple of years regarding this city's sports that, like, pretty much everybody outside of, you know, a few people agreed on then that's that's what i'll take from it honestly oh yeah all right well that will wrap up uh the larkin captaincy i'm sure it'll come up uh in the next couple of segments because we got four burning questions for you heading into this 2021 red wing season but before we get to that i gotta talk to you guys real quick about bar uh, that's right, folks. The most delicious tasting protein bar on the market is back, and it's even more deliciouser than ever before. Let me name some of these new flavors for you. Caramel brownie, cherry barcia, cookies and cream, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, apple almond crisp. It's delicious, folks. They've got 18 flavors in total. All of them are covered in 100% chocolate. All of them are soft and easy to chew. I'm not somebody who likes to exert energy. I like when things are soft and easy to chew. I'm somebody who likes to take shortcuts, except this isn't a shortcut. The one shortcut that's not a shortcut because you're getting delicious chocolate, you're getting uh, some delicious protein, and you're only intaking about 150 calories, five grams of protein, and five or five grams of net carbs. Excuse me, you get lots of protein, uh, five grams of sugar, uh, and it's just a really, really delicious bar. Uh, Go to BuiltBar.com right now and use our promo code LOCKDOWN to get 20% off of your next order. That's promo code LOCKDOWN for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. Fender off gives him the business. And before we get into segment two, got to remind you guys that since 2021 is mercifully over, it is time for a fresh start with a few more wins. If you're betting this year and want more wins, listen to Lockdown Bets with the boy Q and Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports. They're picking college basketball, football, and NBA locks all winter long. Subscribe to Lockdown Bets wherever you get your podcasts. All right, we're back here for segment two with the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. We're joined by Scott Bentley of uh, Dahl to Detroit fame. You might know him from the Twitter verse. Uh, and Ethan and I, we got four burning questions heading into next season. We're each going to list two of them in this segment, two of them in the next segment. It's kind of how do you feel about a Friday style. Uh, so if you guys know what I'm talking about, then you know what to expect. But if not, just sit tight, buckle up, because here we go. Ethan, what do you got for me? to lead off uh, your burning questions heading into next season. All right. So if a Franz Nielsen speaks in the locker room, but nobody cares to hear him, does he even <laughs> make a sound? No. That was a good one. Thank good you. One to start off. Do you have a real I one? I like that. I like that a lot. I enjoyed that. <laughs> but no, like seriously, how uh, do you guys think there's any implications of him getting the A in terms of like, them expecting him to be in the lineup every night like that's that was kind of probably my great in the locker room big takeaway abby had an a of course right. like a good guy of course but like, like what would you give a guy an a if he's going to be a healthy scratch every like a lot of nights i don't think so which i don't think bodes well for 
our levels of happiness yeah. because we're going to be yeah. seeing Franz Nielsen in the lineup yeah, a lot. I, I think, just think I, the bottom two lines are such a disaster. Uh, mm-hmm. I just, I don't like, I mean, you, you honestly, you might be able to justify him not being a healthy scratch at this point, like with how yeah. much, especially like roster turnover and stuff like, like in the, the taxi squad and how, I mean, I don't know. It, it, it's, <laughs> it's not my first, second or ninth choice, but like, it's fine. You know? <laughs> I mean, yeah, we could easily make an argument that like Bert and Mantha could have gotten it, but I just don't right. think they wanted three, all three of your captains on the same line. Right. I think you probably had to spread it out a little bit. And there's like, ah, it's Nielsen. Give one to Bobby Ryan. Well, I, I would, I would have been happier with. Well, actually, we're gonna see in a second. Ethan's not so high on Bobby Ryan. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, my first burning question: Will the captaincy elevate Larkin's game from pure production? standpoint only 53 points in 71 games last season i understand the circumstances were a little bit weird because of the fact that pretty much every team was going into every game with the mindset of if we can stop this line from scoring we will win the game so that makes things a little bit tough but uh i mean in 2018 2019 almost a point per game player 73 points in 76 games uh took a step forward the year before that as well kind of took a step back Production-wise, obviously, that's to be expected from what transpired on the Little Caesars Arena ice. But will the captaincy elevate his game, earn him more points? Will he score more? Will he have? Uh, will we, you know, set things up for his teammates a little bit more? Will we see that? You know, I don't, I don't know if I can find a like a correlation between the two that that you know, obviously, getting a captaincy will get you. You know, he's just definitely going to be much more in the spotlight. I don't, I don't want to say that he's he's going to be looked after more as he needs to be a catalyst for this team now than he ever has before. Um, and I mean, obviously he's ready for it. It's the reason why he was named captain. Um, I do see a number of our players taking another step this year, our younger players. So that would, in my mind, confirm that, yes, because he's become captain, he will now put up more points. Boom. What about you, Scott? Um, I think my thing is is um, obviously we would all love to, right? I mean that that would be amazing as a fan base. That'd be awesome. Um, I think he's like, you know, twenty one ish minutes a night on ice. I think maybe um, I don't know. Maybe maybe that bumps up forty five seconds or a minute or something, and maybe he gets a couple opportunities he might not have gotten before. I I don't know about from like a like a is he going to just like look better with a C on his jersey, right? I don't know, but like yeah, aesthetically, I, I def- this is this is purely aesthetic, right? Exactly, and and I think <laughs> I think like I, I don't know, man. Like I, I think. I hope so. And, and I hope, and I, I do think that he will get more opportunities and more um, just things that come with getting captain. You know what I mean? Like more, more time with, with younger players maybe. And maybe he has to shoot more if he's playing with younger guys because this team's so horrible. Like, I mean, sure, sure. Yeah, sure. All right, Ethan, you're next. Um, how would you rate what how do i word this how just how paper thin 
is the Red Wings offense? Is it like uh is it like leaflet? It's one or ply. construction paper, or is it just like normal printing paper? What what how what type of paper do you think our offense is? It is one how- ply tissue paper. We saw what happened last year when Anthony Mantha went down. It like they lost one player and the season was over. Like, not that the season wasn't over before he got hurt, but then the season was like historically over you know yeah. like that that says a lot yeah so we need opinion. people to stay healthy okay yeah yeah <laughs> it's like it's like when you when you live in a college dorm and you run out of toilet paper and you're like hey i can go to like a drugstore and buy my own toilet paper oh i can go to the front desk and get like the thinnest paper to, like toilet paper in the history of the world like that you're dealing with dorm room toilet paper that is going perfect to be all right awesome. <laughs> all right uh my next one what is Matthias Brome? I think he is an he's 26 years old, played his whole career in the Swedish league. Red Wings signed him over the summer. He thinks he's ready to make the jump. I don't know that I'm so convinced. And I haven't really, I, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I've like seen Matthias Brome play, but I, and I'm not expecting either of you to, to be like, well, you know, blah, blah. Uh, we only know, or I only know personally what I've heard about Matthias Brome, but I do know that we had a mid twenties intriguing player come over from a European league about six, six, seven years ago. Uh, and he who is was one of the best trick and who is he, one of the best Red Wings of all time. One of the 64 greatest Red Wings of all time, according to our all time tournament in march go check that out if you haven't already uh damian bruner can he be like if he can uh, i'm not expecting him to be as electric as damian bruner but if he did that would be so sweet because damian bruner was so much fun for one year but guess what he's not that good because he had like a pretty he like shot out of a cannon in that half season the lockout shortened year signed with the devils because he's like super in demand once the offseason hits and then I think by the end of the season, he was playing over in Europe again. So, yeah. I mean, you kind of answered your own question there. I was going to, I was going to say <laughs> Damian Bruner-esque would be the max I'd see him as. I don't, but quite frankly, I don't have a goddamn clue. I mean, what he's gonna those do. are, those are high expectations. <laughs> yeah. Trust shot? me. Yeah, tr- I have every single <laughs> Damian Bruner Jersey he's ever worn, like every color, ever, like yeah, I've, I'm <laughs> the world's biggest Damian Bruner fan fan. And if, Brome can do that. I mean, put his put his numbers in the Raptors. Eighty six, by the way. Eighty six. I like. He's 86. the first player in Red Wings history to wear eighty six. I like that. Um, I think, sorry, go ahead. No, no, you're good. I I, I just have no idea. Like he's. Uh, well, I'll start off by saying I love him. I love him. I am a huge fan, and I I would love nothing more than for him to come light it up. But obviously. Um, we don't know what we don't know. And I don't think anyone knows. So like, uh, I, I like that. I like that. We're giving him a shot because I, I would, I would rather, um, I don't even know how to word it. I would rather we, and, and this is true to all four teams in this city right now. I would much rather we play guys that are like toss ups and that like could be horrible or could be great than throw out guys that like, Hey, why are we playing them? We <laughs> firmly mediocre, right? Yeah. Like, like I would rather at, at least play guys that have a chance to be good than dudes that we know for a fact cannot play. So like, sure. You know, give him a shot. I have no idea what he's going to turn into, but uh, I've been a huge fan ever since he came over just because uh, I, I love it. I love stories like that. So 
I'd love nothing more, but I have absolutely no idea. Uh, my favorite Damian Brunner story was the, I think it was opening night. And he said, uh, I like, I'm telling this story off of pure memory from 2013 and a lot of things have happened between now and then. So I might be misremembering this, but I'm pretty sure it was opening could be night. Completely wrong. Yeah. could be completely wrong, but I, the, people will back me up on this. I think it was opening night and it was like, Oh, look at this guy, Damian Brunner. He's so funny. Uh, and they were like, he watched the playoffs last year and he was like enthralled during the pregame ceremonies when they had like all the fans had like the flashing lights and the place was just like lighting up like crazy when the building was dark. And so like he said, he wanted that at the game for his first game. Lo and behold, they had him for the season opener and he was like, hell yeah. Like I said, very paraphrased story, but that's my favorite Damian Brunner story. Still electric. Yeah. Uh, all right, before we kick it into segment three here, I got to talk to you guys real quick today about betonline.ag. Scott, you placing any money on the uh, the Red Wings to win the division this year? Uh, no, <laughs> but I, I could be, but no, I absolutely <laughs> will not be doing that. Um, uh, uh, maybe maybe some I'll, I'll, I'll test the waters in some other areas, but I don't think that's what I'm going to be partaking in, no. All right, fair enough. Well, you got 33 to 1 odds. And speaking of odds, Jeff Blashill, actually, we should talk about this maybe on the other side of the segment, or it'll probably just come up naturally. Jeff Blashill has the highest odds to be fired next in the NHL, according to betonline.ag, minus 800, which means he's 8 to 1 odds to be the next coach fired. That's pretty funny. Uh, So go place your bet on Jeff Blashill getting fired, and you can earn yourself some money while the Red Wings suck. Like, that's, that's the most ideal thing ever that's that's how you enjoy the 2021 detroit red wings you bet on them every night you bet against them to uh or you bet against jeff blashell and you bet on the tampa bay lightning to win this win the division i don't know at the uh, over on the red wings every single night yeah, yeah pretty much uh but when you go to betonline.ag right now and sign up with our promo code locked on you will get 50 percent welcome bonus uh just for signing up for free that's pretty sick you sign up for free they give you a welcome bonus the nfl playoffs are continuing on this weekend hockey is in full swing basketball is in full swing do not sit on the sidelines anymore get in on the action and don't forget to use that promo code locked on to receive a 50 percent welcome bonus with your first deposit at bet online your online sportsbook experts there's an old man sitting next to me all right before we kick it back into segment three here at the lockdown red wings podcast just got to tell you guys to go listen to lockdown nhl the regular season is underway and the best way to keep track of all of it is by subscribing to lockdown nhl local experts each week bring you the biggest stories game recaps and fantasy advice all in one podcast subscribe to lockdown nhl wherever you get your podcasts all right back segment three we got some burning questions about the 2021 Red Wings. I got two more. Ethan's got two more. We're joined by Scott Bentley, Dahl to Detroit. Let's go. Ethan, what do you got for me? Um, how many games will it take for the Red Wings quick start to fizzle out? Ten. Ten's a lot. It is. But I'm not saying yeah. they're going to go ten and no. They're going to go like six five, and four. <laughs> Seven... <laughs> Seven, mm, six, four, and, or 
five, three, and two. <laughs> five, five, three, and two. That's 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 a hot start. Would that not be considered a hot start for the Red Wings? No, it would. It would. It absolutely would. Five hundred through ten games. That would be incredible. Are you kidding me? I'd be I'd be over the moon. I think the sadder part is that when I was thinking of my answer, mine was like was like seven games and then winning like three. I think I was like I was like three, <laughs> like three, three, and one. I was like, yeah, that's like a hot start. You know what I mean? <laughs> what, so what do you think? Are they gonna? Do you think they're gonna start hot though, Ethan? Um, well, I mean, Jimmy Howard got a win really quick last year. Um, I that's would true. say that yeah, we'll probably we'll have our legs under us. It's, we'll be excited. We're playing hockey again. But I, I just how the injury bug always comes around, and then everybody learns how to not, how to play our first line. I mean, unless some people take some steps, which I think we will this year, it, it I'll give it like 10, 12 games, I guess. Fair but of like of like just marginally over five hundred, at then it'll start boo tanking. Yeah, okay. I, I think the shortened season does benefit them in that sense, though. Like it's a sprint, baby. It is a sprint, and I think when you're a bad team, you prefer sprints over marathons ten times out of ten. Uh, all right, my next one in no in November. If they win, <laughs> yeah, these aren't these aren't your uh, father's January Red Wings. Um, what what slash who will the Red Wings be able to acquire at the trade deadline? This is actually kind of a two parter because will the free agency acquisitions be valuable i think that is a massively burning question will it pay off and obviously at the end of the day if they don't pay off you're not able to get a lot uh for them i think it's the situation is still a win it's not like they're long-term guys or anything like that but i think uh signing these guys you you definitely expect a couple of them to get unloaded acquire some more picks and if that doesn't happen i think it'll be very disappointing I kind of need to think. Scott, go, can you go first on this one? And I, and I, sorry, let me, let, sorry, let me, let me jump in here real quick. And this is why I asked because obviously it's impossible to tell. But the reason I asked, like, just for the context of it, is because how do you think that it's the cap crunch, the way everything has gone, just the nature of the last twelve months, and then the ensuing three months are going to affect the trade deadline market? I guess we could say. Well, teams more desperate, less desperate. Also got to think about Seattle coming in after this year too. Isn't there like a, you have to um, trade in your division? Really? Is that a thing? I might've just made that up. So that's like definitely something I should not just spew because I know that it was talked about, but I'm not sure if it, um, if it actually got solidified. Um, but I don't know, like my, with the amount of, of like replacement level, like one, two year deals that like were made, like clearly the intention would best case scenario, I should say, would be to flip them. And like, that's, I don't know, man. Like, like I would love if Bobby Ryan was flipped. That I, I would love if Bobby Ryan, if, if uh, uh, can somebody needed a, 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 like a veteran winger down the line and like that was a guy that we could flip for. And, you know, none of these guys are going to get you insane returns, I guess. But like yeah. the, the flipping 
with how bad this team still is, like anything is something, man. Like, like yeah. any, if you, any, like, like AHL, like, like chance on a guy, like, sure, man. Like we don't need Bobby Ryan the second half of this year. Like we, yeah. uh, and you could say that about so many guys on this roster. So like anything is something. And, and I would, I agree that it, I definitely think it is, it is a, I wouldn't say failure, but a massive disappointment if we go through the trade deadline and, and, and the either the roster is the exact same that's a massive disappointment but if if a lot of these like one and two year rental type players are not moved for something that in in my eyes that's a that might might be a failure because that's why I think you sign them I think you sign them with the intent of moving them so like yeah I, I think that's a massive disappointment and and I don't know I just feel like bang for your buck my my eyes immediately go to Bobby Ryan, but honestly, anything <laughs> is something. Yeah. Well, so before we get to Ethan real quick, I just on that topic, I think a lot of people have this weird like video game esque vision of what's about to go down. Because when I play video games and I'm like rebuilding a team, like you go into free agency with the intention of trading every single player. For sure. But I I think that like people think that that's what's going on but like you're just completely leaving out the human element of it and i'll be curious to see how many of those short-term guys actually do get moved especially guys who like bobby ryan appear to want to be here like we all talk about like oh yeah we're gonna flip bobby ryan we're gonna flip bobby ryan that's literally in the press conference steve eiserman bobby ryan anybody else has talked about bobby ryan has not implied in any way whatsoever that he's going to be shipped off for the deadline he wants to be here he you know there's a lot of moving pieces to it. And I, I think while I have just said that uh, it will be a failure if they don't pick up any pieces at the deadline myself, I don't think that people's expectations are going to be met. So that's kind of where I'm at on that. What do you I got, Ethan? Yeah, just to not talk about this for another five minutes. I'll, I'll, only thing I'll say to like sum up all three of your points is just like, since 90% of our team is on one or two year deals, it's just going to be whoever's playing the best that can fetch us the most. Cause every single, nearly every single person on this team is a placeholder right now. So whoever's going to be able to get us the most is what is, who's going to get dealt. So that's, I guess that's my take on that. Don't, 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 don't fall in love with, you know, I mean, Vladislav yeah. I am going to fall in love with Troy Stetcher. That's I mean, a little sneak saying. peek for one of my uh, bold predictions. I'm, I'm our, I there think I, I really do. Oh. Ooh. But uh, what do you got for me? Your last burning question heading into the right. 2021 Red Wings season. Uh, all right. Got it. Gonna one. Okay. How long can Anthony Mantha not fight slash stay healthy? <laughs> I feel like they probably got him on like a strict no fight policy. Like you think they would I have to so. by now. Yeah. Like they, they had somebody asked Steve Eisenman about it, like a, maybe two weeks ago, I want to say. And he's like, yeah, you know, obviously we prefer him not to do that. Cause he's more productive when he's on the ice scoring goals than, you know, injured and stuff like that. But I have a feeling that back door, there has been some, you listen here, you son of you know, like <laughs> those types of dealings going on. It's when written it comes in his to... contract. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's like some people aren't allowed to ride motorcycles or jump out of a helicopter. And then Anthony Mantha is not allowed to drop his gloves ever. He just, he has his hands glued inside of his gloves. It's like, he can't just flick them off. You know, it's like a whole thing. It's got to soak them. 
first three minutes of each intermission is Anthony Mantha <laughs> dipping his hands in the in a warm tub of water. <laughs> everyone, else, everyone else is taping up sticks and skates, and he's taping his gloves <laughs> onto his jersey. <laughs> oh man uh all right my final burning question as we uh say goodbye to part one of this uh wonderfully exciting season preview for the detroit red wings who will be on the second line when the season is all said and done and will they be a good second line because this matters like (laughs) being on the second line does not also mean that they're good yeah having two good forward lines yeah yeah um you just want names yeah, yeah. Who do you think will end up on that line? Um, uh, Fabry, uh, Zadina, and Rasmussen. Ooh, I feel like you just said that to be a shithead, but yeah, I'm, I'm yeah, I agree we'll with see. the other two right. immensely. I. See, here's the thing. Here's the thing about Michael Rasmussen. Everybody <laughs> on this team is the same. Like, you cannot make it up. Like, is Franz Nielsen marginally – is Adam Ernie marginally better than Michael Rasmussen? No. 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 Is – uh, no. let's – I just I, – I don't know. It's such a toss-up and let the cards fall where they may. Like, Michael Rasmussen, I know you said that as a joke, but, like, is it really that far out of the question? Is it that far out of the question that that, is it that far? Is it out of the question that Michael Rasmussen can end up on the second line, but Sam Gagne can't, you know, like there are talks about like, Oh, let's see what the Red Wings got in Sam Gagne. Like, are you kidding me? Like you're going to have hope for Sam Gagne. Let's have a little bit of hope for, uh, Michael Rasmussen. Michael Rasmussen. Yeah. yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, it could happen. You know what? I I don't mind it. I really don't mind it. Very, very much like the little the angels in the outfield kid right now. (laughs) Right, it could happen. (laughs) 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 Oh shit. what about you, Scott? Who you got on that second line to finish off? Man, like I'm trying to think of a third because I I do agree with the first two names though. Like I feel like that's. I feel like that's – I don't think anything on this team is a lock, but, like, I feel like those are those are pr- pretty much solidified. Um, man, like – So, all right, here's – I guess here's what I'll, what I'll say. For that third guy – Bobby Ryan. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, it sounds like the easy the easy thing to say that Vladislav Nemestikov ends up on that second line because mm-hmm. they have been playing together. Sure. But – I also think it makes the most sense when you just look at like the highest ceiling out of any of the, out of any of the players that sure. are in this lineup. Like I think Nemestikov has the the highest ceiling out of the unknowns that we've kind of talked about everybody Easily, yeah. outside of Fabry and Zadina and the top line. I, I think, so I think that, and that's, that's me taking a gamble that, Vlaslov Nemestikov lives up to expectations, but I have been loving these uh, quotes about how much he uh, like respects and appreciates the chance to play on the same team as Slava Kozlov, yeah. uh, his uncle, and seeing his picture in the locker room and things like that. I don't know why, but like I'm I'm I buy into narrative really easy, mm-hmm, so I'm like sure. all aboard Me the too. the Vladdy train. People also, especially with the wings, like like more than any other team here really people love the like the the not necessarily like strictly family but like the 
the like wings brotherhood, right? Like yeah. bringing in like Stevie coming home. Obviously Steve's a little different yeah. just cause it's like, it's Steve, but like at any, uh, you know, people want um, like Larry to come back and coach. Like people are all about like the, the, yeah. like the wings club. And like, like once you're a red wing, you're a red wing. And like pe- people love keeping it in, in, in family per se like that. So that's yeah. that. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Uh, any, any final predictions, Scott, before we let you go here? Um, so in my spew of, of energy and while wow, the Blackhawks are getting slapped, this is amazing. Um, they just scored. Yeah. Oh, did they? I might be behind. I think. What? what uh, oh, um, oh no. He took a penalty. I was going to say a Tampa oh, just You're scored. behind. Yeah, you're behind. It's- they were, they were lining up. They look like, oh, Oh yeah, they did. <laughs> oh. All right, fair enough. All right, anyways. Um, no, so my my in my uh my my Larkin is finally the captain video that I made. I I went on a tangent at the end where I was just so full of energy and I was just spewing ridiculous predictions. And one of them was that even in a shortened uh season that Anthony Mantha sets a uh single season point high. Uh, for his career and, and averages a point a game. So that is, I will. So yes, you think that the captaincy will elevate his production. I guess. Why, did, so. why didn't you just I guess say so. that, Scott? That's fair. That's fair. I, you know, honestly, <laughs> I didn't connect those two things. Again, I, I like blacked out. Like once he got for the C, I was like, I, I don't really remember much, you know? So, <sighs> um, but I'll, I'll, I'll carry that. I'll wear that one with pride because I, I, it's already, it's already out there in, in the, in the intranet for everyone to make fun of me later when he gets hurt and breaks his hand for punching some dude a weekend anyway. So um, I'm just, I'm just going to wear that one with pride. Fair enough. All right. Where can people find you on Twitter and uh, you got any, any cool content coming out, any more national trending hashtags you're going to start? <laughs> um, so it, my Twitter is at Bentley Scotty. Um, it's uh, I actually am starting a podcast, my own podcast next week. Congrats. So is, what is it about? It's just Detroit sports. Cause that's just why people follow me in the first place. So there you go. Um, well, there you go. It's been, it's been, I've been trying to do it for a long time and I just haven't had the resources and uh, I finally, I finally do. So uh, yeah, probably next week. Again, if you, if you follow me on Twitter, then you will definitely know and, and, or see it. So just keep looking there and yeah, that's, that's pretty much the best place to, uh, that's the brand right now is at Bentley Scotty on Twitter. So there you go. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Scott. Appreciate you so much. I'm sure we'll have you back on here sometime. This was a lot of fun. I love it. was a blast. You're locked on Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.